musical guy, but oh, he's a heck of a singer. Oh. Uh, Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I am Rob Lott, and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce you to talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? How can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart, with a capital A-R-T. Yes, hello, yeah. Rob Lott. Hey, for the first time in forever, I, I got to read the other part. You did get to, yeah, yeah, usually you're me. Usually I'm standing in for you, but yeah, yeah thank you so much for having me back again. Uh, my name is Rob Lott, and here with me is Joshua Vickery, and we are hosting this week... From the heart. This yeah, is it's very always cool. great to have you fill in, Robin. We Thanks, appreciate it. You're a wonderful co-host to Mary and I. And usually it is. I'm the one who's usually traveling. And today <laughs> Mary is out. So it's super fun to have a, I love Mary, but it's, I never get to mix it up a yeah, little bit. To, so yeah. this is cool. Yeah, this is great. So, you know, we always talk about in the beginning of the show, just things that we've seen, things that are happening so cool out in our arts community. And um, I got to experience Carmina Barana this past weekend. Really? Yeah, it was a really fantastic uh, performance and a great collaboration. You know, we always get excited when organizations collaborate or partner together within the arts community. And so it was between the Bach Festival Society uh, and the Orlando Ballet. And because Gabriel Pricer, your friend who you interviewed on here, um, was the baritone soloist, was kind of the feature soloist, everyone thought it was also Opera Orlando. (laughs) That was the buzz out there. It was all three organizations working together. Which is okay. That's an okay thing, uh, an okay perception to have. It's okay. And it's exciting because they just announced yesterday that in the history of Orlando Ballet Company, right? History, years, uh, like 35 years, uh, it's their third largest selling show ever. Which, really? Yeah, third large behind a Nutcracker and a Swan Lake. Hmm. So that's good news for the ballet and that for Box Festival, and um, good news for our arts community uh, that people are excited about what's happening yeah. out there. It's uh, it's I I love that you, uh, Joshua. Not only not only are you an arts leader, you lead your own. Um, arts group, uh, arts organization, but also you make a point of getting out there and seeing what else is happening out there in the community that you're not so siloed into your own uh, organization. And, you know, I, I think that that is uh, something that that's truly very, very important uh, to then also be able to grow your own organization is knowing what else is out there. So that's yeah, awesome. I, I appreciate it. And I love it, you know, and it's part of the reason why our organization has become such a collaborator because we've built really great relationships with our other organizations in our community. And we look for ways to partner together and where our different uh, missions can intersect. And yeah. so uh, part of it is I just love supporting what else is out there. And I love <laughs> art. I love consuming art. And part of it is I'm always looking for those opportunities for our artists uh, to get neat uh, ways to to do different things with different arts organizations. What a, what a great! I, I've heard you say before. Um, one of the reasons that you uh, started the Central Florida Community Arts was so that you could uh, get free tickets to stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part, but that no, is part yeah, of it. Yeah, you didn't say that, but that's a really nice benefit. <laughs> Thanks to all my arts friends who did give me free tickets. So <laughs> we do. We should say though that um, Creative City Project just finished up Immerse, and yeah. I know that we talked about that here on the radio show and promoted that with Cole and our 
our guests today were actually a part of that event. And what a neat city that we live in where the arts community can come together in a big way. Talk yeah. about collaboration and shut down downtown Orlando yeah. and uh, just immerse people into the arts. Well, and I love the way that um, um, Cole talks about the or, uh, the organization Creative City Project and the way that he talks about that it, it, that rarely in the United States, not just Central Florida, not just uh, Orlando, but rarely in the United States do we get together with the sole purpose of just being together. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, Immerse was created with that idea of what is a reason to get together that is just solely a reason to get together. Yeah. And uh, get together and be with like-minded people as well as people that maybe we do disagree with. But look, we're doing the same thing together in the same space. And uh, yeah, it was really cool that we got to be a part of uh, helping out with Creative City Project and Immerse. Yeah, well, and I talk about a lot on this show how um, supportive uh, Mayor Jacobs and Mayor Dyer are of the arts and culture community here. Our leaders are very supportive. And this past week, uh, a couple of things, this past week, the city of Orlando gave um, all of the organizations that had an Orlando zip code, an Orlando address, a one-time gift to make up for the state arts funding um, that we lost this year. So it was That's really huge. neat to That's see awesome. our local government step up in a time. And this morning, I was at an event where our, both of our mayors echoed that the arts are the heart and soul of our community. They said that. And um, that makes it really special to live in a place where um, what we do is considered uh, the heart and soul of where we live and where we um, where we do life. And I think that's really pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about our conversation today. Me too. So, selfishly, I'm very excited. <laughs> you know, I, we're always promoting uh, other art and other art leaders and organizations. And we rarely talk about the work of CFC Arts on this show. And today we get to do that. And I think the best way to start that, Rob, is something that you've been saying for a very long time. And I love it every time you say it is that um, Central Florida Community Arts, uh, I'm going to mess it up. Central Florida Community Arts is not just about what it, it, we are not just, am I getting yeah, this? Say okay. It, yeah. We are not just for the arts in central, uh, not just for central Florida community arts. We are for the arts in central Florida. Yes, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> you say it way better than I do. And you say it all the time. And I, I really hope that that that's kind of an understood part of our mission is that what we're doing, we're hoping that we're enhancing um, the arts community as a whole by giving people an opportunity to do what they love. And CFC arts, uh, I, I, rarely even get to say this, but I get, I am the founder and executive director of this awesome organization where we're giving thousands of people the opportunity, everyday people in our community, um, to do what they love, yeah. to, to connect and to serve and to perform and use their gifts and talents and abilities to make uh, Central Florida a better place. And today we're going to be able to talk to one of our most dynamic programs that we're so very proud of, and that is our orchestral program. So on the show, we have Maestro Justin Muccioni, who is, uh, he has many nicknames. He flies through the air as he conducts, uh, <laughs> but he is the founding uh, music director of this orchestra. And then we also have two of our players on uh, on the show today, and that is Dan Yee, who also serves uh, on the board of directors, and Rachel Cassidy, who is a pretty new member to the orchestra. So welcome to all three of you. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, awesome. So Justin, you know, there is a big concert coming up. Before we even get into promoting the concert, tell us a little bit about this orchestra and why you think it's so uh, beautiful and special. Uh, I mean, it's an incredible 
collection of people. You guys were talking about just being for the arts in Central Florida. I also love that we are for the artists, the people who want to perform. And um, I think the biggest thing that makes it special, uh, there's really nothing else quite like it that we've found in America. Um, we don't we don't turn anyone away. Uh, it does not matter how long it's been since you've played your instrument. It doesn't matter uh, what level you are at. It doesn't matter where you're from, You know your income, anything like that. If you want to come play, Come play. We don't audition, which is like really unheard of in the orchestral <laughs> realm. And it introduces some interesting challenges because we let everybody in the door. So we've got about 160 musicians on stage in this concert, which is more than twice the size of a, of a normal symphony orchestra. Um, so that, that throws some musical wrinkles into it, but it allows us to focus on the connections. And we believe that when you get great people together in a room and you let them experience each other and have some fun and connect and, and enjoy the conversation great music will come out of that as a, as kind of a byproduct of those relationships, if that makes any sense. So we've been around for a little over six years now. Uh, we've grown from 11 members when we first started to those 160. Now, um, we're about to present our 20th concert. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Too much. You started with 11 <laughs> members. We started with 11 members. How yeah. many, five, how many, how many years are you away from 11 members you started with 11 how many about years six years ago six years ago and now you're at 160 members yes sir are you I'm doing just, math I'm just, in no, your head? I'm just letting that sink okay. in let us sink in for that's, a second that's well it. and justin uh 160 members are playing in this concert but Correct. throughout a year you may see many more musicians in that come and go and and get an opportunity to play right absolutely yeah we don't uh you know we know that people are busy we know that they have lives they've got families they've got jobs and especially in Central Florida, where so many of our folks are working in service-based economies where their schedules may change and they may not always be available. We keep the doors open. We keep the lights on. They're welcome to come in and out as their schedules and their families allow. So, yeah, we have interacted in the life of our orchestra with well over 300 different musicians that have come through Central Florida and have been needing a, a place to play or a place to connect. And it's absolutely incredible. It is absolutely incredible. It is the most diverse. It's one of the younger and most diverse orchestras that you're going to see anywhere. And uh, my favorite part, man, is that they are passionate. Mm. They are passionate about the music. They're passionate about each other. They're passionate about our community. And that comes through. There's something tangible that happens in a concert with them where it's not just about accuracy of notes or rhythms. It's about how they make you feel mm -hmm. when you're sitting in, sitting in that seat in the auditorium or, you know, in the audience. And, um, the power and the passion that they play with is just unrivaled. It really is. Yeah, and it's really great to be able to see community through orchestral music, right? Like in a choral setting, sometimes that's easier to see because you see people connecting, right? They're looking and smiling and singing together. And you feel that, though, at our orchestra concerts. And you hear people say, I just love our orchestra. I can't wait until the ex orchestra concert. And I think some of that is because you sound good, but a lot of that is because they see the passion. They see the excitement. They feel the energy in those concerts, it's, it's different than a lot of symphony music. So it's no, it's, it's funny. We joke sometimes that, that, um, people get together to hang out and a choir sort of breaks out. Like they, they, they're, there to, they're there to socialize and singing happens. It's, it's and true. with orchestras, it's usually different. They show up to play yeah. and then community is kind of the byproduct. And we've, we've started to flip that on its head. They're really there because they want to experience something together, something that is bigger, uh, than themselves. And that, an audience can tell there's something yeah. about that heart of the performance that they can tell. And, um, and it's impressive. Uh, we try to break down as many barriers that people have to live orchestral music as possible. So, uh, it, it doesn't matter what you wear. You don't have to follow any rules. We're not gonna make you sit there and try to guess when is the right time to applaud. 
we try to make this as accessible and as fun and as engaging as possible so that you can have as much uh, passion about it as we do. Yeah, and Justin, I know that you wouldn't give yourself credit for this, but you're part of that as you take the audiences on a journey throughout the different songs, you give them permission to uh, just be comfortable, be accessible, right? That's part of the mission of CFC Arts is for people to be able to feel safe around the arts. And sometimes uh, in settings that might be new, you don't know, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know what to do when I go to football games. I have no idea. Like, absolutely no idea. <laughs> I, I don't feel that. safe at a football game. <laughs> no, do I stand? Do I cheer? Do I throw things? I have no idea. But at an orchestra concert, that's even heightened, right? Uh, and so you give people permission to feel safe in that space as an audience member. And I think that's that's important. Well, music, all art, uh, but especially music, live performance is meant to be experienced. It, it doesn't do us as musicians any good to play great music if there's no one there to enjoy it. So we want to make sure that it is as enjoyable, as easy to accept and engage with as possible. We want to meet you where you are, invite you in and let you have a good time with us. That's awesome. Well, just having having been a an audience member um, at a number of these orchestra concerts, it's really super fun. We talked earlier about the community that is created, and I know that when you're in rehearsal, community automatically happens uh, in rehearsal. But then um, there's a, a cyclical thing that happens once you get into performance, where not only are the musicians connecting with each other on stage, but then the everybody is connecting with everyone in the audience. The audience is then connecting with everyone on stage, and you have this great cyclical thing that is happening. Uh, that just it's it's very energizing energizing is a great word for it yeah if you've if you've been in a room for a concert like that or for any experience and hopefully everyone has had a moment in their life when they've been in a room and they've felt something like yeah this is this is different something something <laughs> just happened we really believe that the relationship between the 160 musicians on stage and the passion that they play with and the way the audience is allowed to engage with that creates a feeling in the room that people don't expect to have mm. at orchestral concerts that's not yeah always energy isn't always the word used to describe orchestral music or mm -hmm. orchestral experiences and we're really trying to change that perception so justin you are the conductor we're rachel here what do you play i play flute you play flute and uh then dan what what do you play i play violin play violin so we've got a, a the the woodwinds spoken for strings are, are spoken <laughs> and you play for. the brass right well i'm not i'm not in the orchestra but you do play the but trumpet. i do i am a trumpet player yes well, we're gonna hear more from rachel and from dan when we come back so join us back here on magic 107.7 fm from the heart are listening to From the Heart with a capital A-R-T. I am Rob Lott and Joshua Vickery is right there. I'm filling in for Mary Thompson Hunt, uh, whom we love, but she is with family and just hanging out right now. Um, and so uh, that gives me a chance to come in and and uh, hang out with you guys. We are is, so glad that you're great. here, Rob. Yeah. So together, we are hanging out with members of the Central Florida Community Arts Symphony Orchestra. And uh, Rachel... Uh, let's start with you. We, we we tapped a little bit into what it is that you do with the orchestra right before the break. So you are a flute player. Yes. Okay, so first and foremost, um, uh, is in fact the term flautist a dated term that should never be used anymore? Or is that something 
that is okay to use. Oh. <laughs> deep, deep Philosophical thoughts. right off the, the bat. Would you refer question. to yourself as a flautist? I wouldn't because I would be scared I would say it wrong <laughs> and look stupid. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that. My sister was was a flute player and uh, and she's still, or a flautist. Uh, and she, uh, I don't know what she, uh, that's where I was introduced so to the term. You said that because I literally just heard somebody a couple of days ago talking about an orchestra and they used the word flutist. And I was like judging them because it really is flautist, right, Justin? I mean, that's like the technical now, well, term. It is, I suppose it's a technical term, uh, but going to the mission of the yes. organization, we want to so make sure that we, we accept everybody, regardless yeah. of what you call yourself. Accessible. Um, you can call so, yourself whatever you want. Rachel, you are a flute player slash flautist with the Central Florida Community Arts Symphony Orchestra. And how many, is this your first, you say you're somewhat of a new member. How long have you been a part of the, the organization and the group? So I started rehearsing in January, mm-hmm. um, and so this is only my third concert. Okay, so brand new. So how did you how did you hear about it? Where, who brought you in? What what happened? Tell us that well, story. Uh, my son is a percussionist. Okay, and um, his middle school music teacher uh, in, invited him to join the youth orchestra, mm-hmm. and um, then in turn, kind of pursued me in in coming and playing and so after after a little bit of persuasion i i finally came and and joined that's That's awesome i don't think i knew that story i had no idea your son was a percussionist yes and the young artist orchestra so often it goes the other direction that the parent is going you need to get into the arts you need to get into a performing of arts of some sort and this was the opposite that he he said no mom get in on this yeah I love that. Yeah. And I, when we ask people, how did you hear about us? You know, number one is Google. That's the number one answer, truly. And number two is I came to a concert and saw it and loved it and wanted to be a part of it. Um, but I don't know if I've ever heard my kid got me involved. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. So this is your third concert. It is. Uh, and uh, so the the first two that you did were... Uh, you remember? Dvorak was our first concert. Yeah, that was, I just eased right back in after 16 years of not playing. <laughs> wow. That was, you know. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, was that, when was the last time that you used, yeah. your, was it 16 years before that? I mean, consistently, yeah. you know, being in yeah. college and playing consistently. Um, and then uh, we did our cinematic concert last, which was incredible to be a part of. And so... I just keep coming back. For That's more. great. And now so, you're doing a, a concert called Greatest Hits where you're playing, we're going to talk about it, but you're playing everything under the sun, right? Like Yes. And apparently there are greatest hits. I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do I know? Um, I, well, so. when, for, for, even for somebody who joins the Boston Pops for the very first year, they're going to they're gonna play That's a true. few greatest hits. Con- yeah. Right. Are you doing anything from Dvorak for this concert? No, we're actually oh. not. Ironically, uh, none of the music that we're playing is from the two concerts that uh, oh. the Rachel's been. Oh. We're kind of so digging learned, a learned little a farther. concert. <laughs> <laughs> a little farther back in the archives and bring out some of the things that really helped us become who we are as an orchestra. Established you. Yeah. So also with us is Dan. Uh, Dan, you are a violinist in the uh, in in the orchestra. That is yeah, the, I think the that, universally that's term. Yes. recognized yeah, and term. <laughs> usually usually follow with eh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, violinist. <laughs> so were you you were around from the beginning? Is that what I heard right? Uh, I, I've only missed the first concert. Okay. So the the American 
Pops. The American Luke, Pops. Yeah, yeah. American, American Pops. Pops. You were, so you were not part of the original 11. Right. So <laughs> We could have used you. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, you, you heard what was going on and you said, hey, I can help. Absolutely. So uh, it was a friend of mine that actually was playing, uh, she played clarinet, uh, called me and said, hey, you uh, still play the violin? I go, absolutely. And she goes, well, how about a local orchestra? And I was like, fantastic, because I was driving down to Lakeland for... Uh, uh, to be a part of an orchestra. And I said, absolutely something closer would be fantastic and uh, yeah. showed up. And uh, since then, I've been, you know, bugging Justin ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and no. you're like a you're like a violin rock star. You play Christmas shows. You play choir oh, yeah. shows. You play community events. You just love it. Everything I can possibly uh, play in, I will I will absolutely volunteer. So usually once I, I just wait for the emails to say, sign up. Okay, sign up. <laughs> I'm there. And Dan, how long have you been playing the violin? Well, uh, I did a year of piano in third grade. That went horribly. And then uh, my mom said, hey, why don't you try the violin? I said, sure. And uh, found out that my first violin teacher was a uh, saxophone player. So uh haven't really played organized orchestral music until the orchestra down in Lakeland. <laughs> so this is my second official uh, organized orchestral group. So uh, got into it with, um, you know, I, I played for church and uh, different weddings and uh, progressed along. My technique really wasn't anything that was studied uh, or even refined. And then <laughs> as I sat next to players, that's how we refined it. So I, I try to choose who I sit next to. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever's around Dan is really good, huh? Yeah, that's so, right. Okay, all that's, right. That's smart. That is that's smart. real smart. But so, Dan, you what do you do for a living? So you play for fun, right? Yes. This is your hobby, your talent, yes. uh, your way that you find, uh, enjoy. But what do you do for a living? So uh, I am a pharmacist. But uh, my current uh, job is I'm a director of pharmacy at uh, one of the local pediatric hospitals. I'm not sure where we can, what we can. You're totally say. allowed to say that so, place. If so, you're proud of it, say oh, it. <laughs> so I, I'm a director of pharmacy at Arnold Palmer Medical Center. Awesome. Very they didn't cool. have to bleep that out for no. sponsorship reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good proud of so, so that's a beautiful thing. You know, you get to go and help these kids through pharmacology as your career, but then you still get to do what you love uh, by playing the violin. And that's part of uh, the beauty of this orchestra is that there's people from all different walks of life and backgrounds. And what are some other people that you've met in the orchestra that you're just like, this person is this. And well, first to start off, some of the best people I've got to know Mm. have been in this orchestra. Uh, So Curtis is sitting next to me. He's Mm -hmm. a physician for Mm -hmm. Disney. Uh, Tyler, who I sit next to, is my stand partner, uh, works for Universal, and just mm-hmm. fantastic people. Mm-hmm. Um, got to know Jane, who works with Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, some of the most diverse, most interesting backgrounds. Uh, we, we had engineers, mm-hmm. uh, which, which, you know, I, I figured I chose poorly because they were designing roller coasters. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but... Um, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the list goes on and on yeah. with the, the, the type of personalities we get and all different walks and they just teachers primarily, mm-hmm. uh, just, uh, how they, how they, um, uh, as we get together, just, oh, you do that. And we collaborate. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's funny as Justin, we were speaking, uh, you know, uh, uh, not live, but, 
uh, I said, you know, we kind of get together, and, and, and the first person we're actually playing for is a person we're sitting next to. Mm. And it's very interesting because we try to impress them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then after, uh, at when the break occurs, it's, well, let me get to know you. And I just, you know, now I, uh, it's been said, uh, you, know, you, know, you know so many people and so much mm. about them. And that's the most interesting part is mm. there's, uh, the, the backgrounds are so diverse and uh, so many interesting people to, to, to talk to and, and get to know. It, it is just amazing. So are you saying that the connection to people is just as important to you as being able to play the violin? It is the very thing that brings, I mean, the mere fact that we can play music and the connections we make uh, is what brings me back every week. Oh, that's so cool. You talked a little bit, you you mentioned it really quickly in passing, your stand partner. Yes. Um, And so I assume that means uh, somebody that you are sharing a music stand with. Yes. Uh, you're sharing the same piece of music. Yeah, yeah? I guess yes. that could sound weird if you didn't know what you're sharing. Oh, yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yes. You're sharing. You're sharing the same the same actual physical sheet of music, and uh, so, but there's got to be a um, a relationship that that is formed there. It's a partnership uh, as far as knowing when when the other one wants to turn the page, knowing how they like to make notes in the music, and uh, and having that back and forth and give and take. Is that uh, talk a little bit about the relationship that you have with your stand partner? It is, it's actually a very intimate thing. And uh, I love Tyler to death. So mm-hmm. it, it is uh, someone who I actually very, uh, very much look forward to seeing every mm-hmm. week, uh, trying to really please uh, that person, you know, to say, what, what can I do next? What can I make it easier? Because uh, he, we sit inside, outside, and I'm on the inside. Um, so what can, he, what can I do to make that, um, that experience enjoyable? enjoyable for him. Yeah. Uh, and then as in turn, you know, he's, he's very meticulous in, in, in his, in his playing style and, and what he does. Um, so, uh, it, it's, it's impressive to even watch him work as yeah. he's writing down the notes and, and being very specific in what he does. And, and I'm not the typical violinist, uh, I'm, a, I'm a lot more laid back than most people. <laughs> so, we were so, talking before the, we went on the air about how um, there there are different stereotypes, and there there are a wide range, uh, a, a wide net is cast for the stereotypes of diff- the different kinds of musicians. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the, you were saying you're you're not the standard type of violinist that the, when people think of violinist. According to my Facebook quiz. Quizlet. Yes. I, I'm a tuba player. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that's, a good, that's a good place to be, man. <laughs> the tubas are always place. having a good time. I just time. wouldn't want to carry the, it, but yeah, <laughs> the, that would be fun, would be the fun to play. The interesting thing, I mean, if you've never watched an orchestra concert or if you don't really know what's happening on stage, playing the violin is a, is a particularly unique, and it's a foundational part of the orchestra. I mean, the, the violin section carries a lot of the melodies. They're, they're huge. You know, so for us in this concert, there's 37 violins. And to get those 37 violins to do the same thing at the same time, you watch their bows moving. You watch when they're turning pages. Like there is this sort of organic living thing that happens that's based on that teamwork that you were just talking about and that ability to collaborate and support each other and connect with each other. And when that relationship is good, they're having more fun mm-hmm. and the music gets better. It's absolutely all, absolutely. It's absolutely all connected. <clears throat> and the fact that these are people... You know, Tyler and Curtis and the names that you mentioned, these are people that that if if it weren't for this, you would have never crossed paths with them. They wouldn't be in your life. And I think that's part of what makes it so much fun for us is we have connected people who would have had no other reason to necessarily connect or people who have moved here from out of state or out of the country and and landed in Florida and started to look around and go, great. Now what? Now what do I do? And this ability to connect people and cross paths with someone 
you've never met before and and discover how much you have in common it's 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 magical it mm-hmm. sounds ridiculous but it's magical yeah and rachel you're you are a part of a section that is very connected, right? <laughs> yes. Like you're the, the it, it's an infamous, infamous section of the Sea of Stars Orchestra, the flutes, and you guys have like your own nicknames and hashtags. And what, why do you love being a part of that group? Um, well, uh, like Justin said, I'm not from the community. Um, my husband is active duty Navy and I have two kids. And so a majority of my adulthood has been spent uh, being in places for two years and then moving. Um, and so when I got here, I did have kind of that now what moment. Mm. Um, and so when I walk on stage, you know, that's my home. I was a music theater person for a long time. And, you know, the first time uh, I remember falling in love with something was seeing live musical theater. Mm. And it's kind of that uh, initial reaction of, um, I didn't know you two minutes ago, but now I know <laughs> that I belong with you type yeah, of right, type yeah. of feeling. And so um, being able to step on stage with that type of group of people and being able to collaborate and do that, that's it's coming home. Yeah. You know? uh, that's a so. beautiful way of saying it. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I, we talk about this a lot, but, you know, in, in a time where things really try to divide us, right, we just seem to always people seem to be on polar opposites of everything that the arts, whether it be orchestral music, you know, playing an orchestra or a choir or being on the stage in a musical theater program, it's what unifies us, right? We're all there for the same reason. So it doesn't matter our backgrounds or our beliefs. Those things just kind of get put aside and the bigger thing comes to the forefront that we're just human beings Mm -hmm. who want to connect and we use the arts to do that. And I think you said it perfectly. So Rachel and Dan and Justin, we're going to chat more with you about the CFC Arts Symphony Orchestra and your really cool concert that's coming up. Greatest hits on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. This is From the Heart with a capital A-R-T. We are here, Joshua Vickery and myself, Rob Lott. We are here with members of the Central Florida Community Arts Symphony Orchestra. So glad to have you guys. So you have a giant concert coming up. We do. (laughs) We do. This coming weekend, uh, October 26th and 27th. You have only been around for six years. Correct. Uh, and yet you are already on your 20th concert. Is that correct? We are. Yeah. We program very themed, specific kind of immersive concerts. We wrap it around either a story or a theme or an idea or some sort of a concept. Um, and so for us to have produced up to this point, 19 of those really specific immersive experiences is incredible for an orchestra like this. And uh, so we're celebrating our 20th and we're bringing out uh, our greatest hits. We're bringing out things that our orchestra members loved playing, things that our audience really responded to. We're making sure that we kind of tell the story of our orchestra, how we grew, how we got to where we are, and some of those milestone musical moments along the way that helped to define us. So... Um, ha- Everybody uh, got a chance to kind of speak into uh, what what 
songs you were going to choose for the concert. We, we did. They got yeah. to vote. Yeah, they got and, to and vote. And I pretended <laughs> that that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everybody's excited about about a different song, maybe for you know some different charts and everything that you're that you're doing. But let me just ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What what pieces are you most excited about? Um, uh, there are 16 pieces in the concert, Rob, and <laughs> yeah. I love them all equally. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. I mean, I'm, I am excited about, I really am excited about all of it. There's so much of this great music that I wanted to go back to, to, to try again or to play again. We've grown, we've evolved. We have different musicians now than we had before. We have more. So we have a chance to sort of rediscover some of this music and hear it in a, in a fresh new way. Um, part of what I love about our orchestra is that we've had a, a relationship with a local composer, arranger, pianist named Julian Bond who custom arranges so much of our music. So we get to do things that no one else in the world has ever played, you know, completely customized for us. And we've been able to dabble in genres that orchestras don't usually get to play. So we're doing some Queen. We're doing uh, a little Led Zeppelin. We're playing some Ozzy Osbourne. And we close the concert with uh, the Beatles, uh, a Beatles medley that just ends with kind of the most triumphant performance of Hey Jude that you could imagine. And so that moment, playing Hey Jude on the stage, knowing the people <laughs> in the audience are going to sing along, and getting the chance to live that again with our orchestra is probably the thing I'm most looking forward to. <coughs> but I'm also really excited that there's a piece, uh, a kind of classical piece called American Salute, based on When Johnny Comes Marching Home that Morton Gould, an American composer, wrote. Uh, and it was the very first piece we ever played live in front of an audience uh, six years ago. And we brought it back out and we're playing it again in this concert. And uh, and it's incredible for me as the conductor to be able to listen to it and go, we have oh. come so far. Like that's, yeah. It's just absolutely incredible. You have all the parts now. <laughs> we do. We, we do have all the parts <laughs> now. Yeah. And as an audience member, I, I was in rehearsal when you were practicing on it and you walked out to me and said, sounds a little bit different than the last time you heard this. Yeah. Well, and it's funny too, just how, you know, b back in the day when we did, we were very, um, we, we weren't equal in the parts that we needed for sure. And it was like, we would die to have a bassoon player or a cello player, right? Like we just would do anything to have that. Now we have a, a plethora of cellos and yeah, it's, it's amazing uh, that it's just kind of grown somewhat organically. Uh, and we've gotten to a place where while we are excessively large by orchestral standards, we're relatively equally large. So, mm. you know, we've grown, we're, we're going to have 12 cellos on stage. We've got five bassoons. You've got, really compelling instruments and every section is remarkably strong for these to be volunteer musicians community members who do like you were talking about to dan and and rachel do other things for a living this is not this is nobody's full-time job in this mm -hmm. orchestra this is just something they do on the side a couple hours a week the the caliber of talent in this ensemble blows my mind every week in rehearsal mm -hmm. and uh, it's such a strong group that everything they play sounds awesome yeah, Dan had mentioned earlier that, that in a sense, the first person you're playing for is the person next to you. Yes, that's your first audience. Yes, and uh, you show up and you want to be better than them, <laughs> right? Or at least equal well, to, it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to impress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, what what songs are you excited about? What are you interested in? I'm actually very excited to play Up Again. Okay. Uh, when oh uh, yeah, when, yeah. The music from uh, the Disney Pixar film Up. Yes. Oh. Uh, it. it uh, I guess the best way to put it is is how Justin actually explained it in in the concert when we first played it. It it was a part of that movie. It, mm -hmm. it was a, a actual character, uh, not having having it. Uh, you didn't see how the characters progress. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, I loved Harry Potter as difficult as it is for the string players. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it is some of the craziest, you know, 
pentuplets and <laughs> what are you playing from life? harry potter what it, what, uh, what it's music? uh it's uh um, kind of a main suite from the first film so the right. original john williams harry yeah. potter themes yeah. that were so iconic to that to that movie when it first so, came out or a part of the concert as well oh but, my goodness but so the harry potter fan that just uh, you are a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> <Yeah. man. laughs> yeah. So are you geeking out a little bit as I'm you're playing it? I'm definitely a geek. Yeah. <laughs> so nerd gone geek, absolutely. You, so <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned Harry Potter, and there was a big giant nod right next door to uh, to you with Rachel. What what you're excited about Harry Potter as well? I am. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really unique opportunity to bring to life uh, something my son grew up with. Yeah. You know, and so he gets to come sit and and see that mm. um and so we're also playing a medley from west side story which of course ah. my inner theater nerd is very <laughs> excited about um and so that kind of brings me back to i remember yeah. i remember as a kid uh that i remember watching award shows um and in the award shows, whenever a movie or a or a TV show would win, they would play that theme as yeah. everybody came onto the yeah. stage to mm -hmm. accept their award. And I remember that kind of, in a sense, being the first time that I heard a song outside of the context of the story that it was originally written for. And granted, it was you know it was being used to to say here's mm -hmm. here's the producers, here's the lead mm -hmm. actor. Uh, but it was a real, I, and I think similarly, the, the opportunity to sit in a room and out of context from the original story mm -hmm. that it was that it was mm -hmm. written for, you get to hear and see this music being played live. Yeah, uh, it's it's a really special thing. Yeah, and you still get to feel the experience. You know, if you've watched the movie, then that kind of plays in your head. It's like any other. I I think I relive my memories through music mostly not mm -hmm. smell or other things it's kind of oh that was the song that was playing at that point in my mm -hmm. life and so um i think you know you just get to it still goes on in your head even yeah. if you're not seeing it yeah. on stage yeah. so. and there's nothing like a live performance i mean you can hear it on a movie screen you can hear it on a cd or but right. to hear it come to life and like you were saying, when you're not watching the film, which we love film, but when you're not watching it, you can hear the nuances and the music mm -hmm. and the things that are happening that you might not notice if it's got something exciting happening right. on the screen at the same time. Mm -hmm. So um, so you're trying to tell me that no matter what kind of music I like, then I could enjoy this concert from rock and roll <laughs> yes. to Patreon <laughs> This is about as eclectic of an orchestra concert as you're, as you're ever going to go to, which a greatest hits album should be. It should yeah. be. It should be pretty eclectic, and we do. We believe that it should be accessible, and I want to make sure that anyone can come to an orchestra concert, whether you've been to a live orchestra concert before in your life, whether you go all of the time, whether you've got season tickets. You know, it doesn't matter. You should be able to come, and you should be able to invite somebody, and be guaranteed that that person is going to have a great time. Mm. And so that's what we shoot for. And we are covering everything, like I said, from from classic rock to Billy Joel and Elton John. We are doing some great staples of the orchestral literature. So this West Side Story Suite will, will just kind of sweep people away. Uh, we're going to play the finale from the, the Firebird Suite by Stravinsky, mm. Hoedown by Aaron Copeland. So again, major works for orchestra, but still very familiar and comfortable for an audience to engage with. We're throwing in some film scores, playing some Michael Jackson, Doing a few uh, a few highlights from some of the Disney fireworks spectaculars, so literally something for everyone. And how much are tickets, Justin? Tickets start at just ten dollars. It's it's uh, it's the best deal you're going to find in in a live concert anywhere in town. Where yeah. do you, where do you get tickets? CFCArts.com is the is the website. If you go straight to our page, CFCArts.com/slash/greatest-hits. 
That's where you can jump straight to the page and get your tickets. CFCArts.com slash greatest hits. Start at $10. It is, uh, I don't know if we covered this, Friday and Saturday, October 26th and 27th at Calvary Orlando, which is kind of just off of I-4 and Fairbanks, Par Street. Very easy to get to from all parts of town. Uh, 8 o'clock p.m., both nights, two nights only, and it's it's going to be incredible. Now, um, oftentimes when people go to, we touched on this a little bit before, but oftentimes when people go to a symphony concert, um, they need to, of course, wear their tuxedos and their fine gowns. So uh, what happens if I don't have a tuxedo or a fine mm-hmm. gown? Uh, you can, uh, can uh, I listen still from the parking lot. <laughs> uh, uh, stay in your car, please. No, uh, you are welcome. If you have a tuxedo and a fine gown, bust it out. You don't have nearly <laughs> enough occasions to wear that. By all means, uh, you can wear it. But no, this is this is meant to be, again, a comfortable, accessible experience. We want everyone to come and have a good time. Please bring your families. Bring your kids. Let them experience live music like this. Bring your neighbors. Do something fun with the people that you work with. Uh, and it really doesn't matter. Uh, we're right down the street from Winter Parks. There's great places to go to dinner or grab a drink after the show. So come out and make this just a part of your weekend. Celebrate live music. Support uh, you know these incredible members of your community that play in this orchestra. And have a really good time. Like you, <laughs> I, I promise you. It'll, it'll be a great time. If for if for no other reason, uh, and, and Josh, you can probably attest to this, if for no other reason, people should come be, to witness the athletic event that is Justin Machoni. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Flying through the air He might spend just, sure as, just as much time with his feet on the podium as he does with it off, uh, with his feet off of the podium. We talked about passion. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I love what I do. Uh, I love being able to be a part of it. But when you hear these musicians play this music, you will not want to keep your feet on the ground either. Like it's all a, a byproduct of what they do. So yeah. for the two of you having this conductor in front of you that is so animated and yeah. so energetic, what does that do to your playing? Oh my goodness. Um, first of all, I never thought um, as a not professional musician, I would get to play under the leadership of someone like Justin. Mm. It's incredible. Um, how he rehearses us and just how he interacts with us in general. And so then when we get on stage and you get to see all of him, then, you know, well, well, you know then you get... Again, I'm not sure get, that's a car. It's okay. Then you get, you know, as, he gets as much out of us as he yeah. possibly can. Yeah, so yeah. you're hearing all of what... But there is, you know, yeah. I, I, I think it's I've, I've seen all of the videos comparing different mm-hmm. uh, different conductors and how, you know, just with the slight flip of a wrist that they can get an entire orchestra of people to follow their mm-hmm. lead. And I totally get that. And at the same time, just the joy of watching Justin be joyful yes. uh, mm-hmm. in his conducting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's infectious. Yeah. It is it's absolutely it's inspiring. And really, it, it is something that re- we draw from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean. The last crowning point, particularly with a, a concert itself, is uh, he's very much a part, uh, a musician, part of this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the crowning point is, you know, when we finally get in front of people, because that's what we love to do. Mm-hmm. We love to play for the audience. Uh, it, it inspires us to play even better. Once, once you see the, the crowd, the excitement in the crowd as we walk out, as as, as uh, Josh has said, we look like high school students waving to our family. Uh, uh, we look forward to that. But then to be under the baton, uh, baton of, of Justin, it has been 
uh, absolutely inspiring. And what's that oh, sports analogy? Leave it all in the field. Everything you got, you know, under Justin, there's nothing else left. Yes. You're, you're giving it all that you have. So we are, we're super excited about this concert and so proud of this orchestra that has come into this arts community and made orchestral music accessible, not only to players uh, and the artists, but also to the audience. And so you definitely want to go and check out their next concert, The Greatest Hits, on October 26th and 27th at 8 p.m. at Calvary. You can get tickets for only $10 on cfcarts.com. Thank you guys for joining us today. This is Thanks incredible. for having us. Thank you, Thank you for having yeah. us. And we're looking forward to the concert. Rob, always a pleasure, sir. Josh, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> it is a pleasure. It's a pleasure being here. It's a pleasure talking with all of you. And uh, thanks so much. Yeah, go out and support your arts community. There are beautiful things happening as we celebrate the heart and soul of our community, the arts. Join us next week on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart.